Welcome to the Just Being Honest podcast show. This is your host, your toxic-free lifestyle advisor and mindset coach, KB. On the Just Being Honest podcast show, we are dedicated to educate the public about how to live a purely toxic-free lifestyle. By eliminating and dramatically reducing the use of many products and lifestyle threats that contain these harmful ingredients that often bombard our life in a mysterious manner, we too can all as a collective whole become healthier and mentally wealthier. So join me on the ride. We're getting deep. All right, we're back at it. We have a little bit of an echo today just because I've got the windows open. Also, some background noise, of course, the gardeners in the neighborhood. And I've got my girl Poppy right by my side. So I cannot wait to jump into this next episode with the one and only a Chef Bay. Do you hear that little pep in my voice? Yeah. Right now I'm recording under a full moon, like super full moon, and there is so much electricity, so much energy just like sweeping through my body. So without further ado, I'm going to let the doll herself introduce, and uh, I can't wait for this episode. Ladies, you're going to really want to hear every single second of this show. Gentlemen, you're going to want to hear it too, because then you can support your ladies. Yeah. This is like a secret power of source, just being honest here, right? We're going to give you some tips for the trade about so many things that you guys can all work together in. So, okay, without further ado, I know that's a foreshadowing, right? That's a little cliffhanger. Let's jump on in. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Just Being Honest podcast show. This is your host, your toxic-free lifestyle advisor, and your mindset coach, KB. We're back for another original episode, and um, I'm actually really excited for this guest because the way that we're going to be kind of like talking here, I really want you guys to fully engage and just kind of like tune in and think about how it truly, truly applies to your lifestyle. And maybe not your lifestyle in particularly, because maybe you're like, KB, I've got my SHIT together. Okay, we can all kind of tweak a couple things here and there, but also the people around you, the people in your life. So amazing guest. I'm just going to like jump right into it. We are recording under a full moon, as I said at the top of the hour. I have a little bit of echo in my office today, and I've got my girl Poppy with me, as I mentioned. Um, She's chasing flies or something. So if you hear some plops, bear with me. We're going to groove on through this. So without further ado, Chef Bay is in the house. Our, hey. Yeah, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, hey, Bay Bay. Um, welcome to the show. Thanks. I'm so excited to be here. So let's just jump off. Before we kind of kick back, I want to hear just a little bit about what makes you. Who is Chef Bay? Wow, what a loaded question right off the bat. I mean, so many different things. Like to my core, outside of what I do for work, I live in San Diego. I'm a total beach bum, like go to the beach as much as I possibly can. I'm food obsessed, which is why I'm a chef. So like I, my favorite thing to do is to like go out to eat and just like 
indulge and enjoy. I like love it, but I am someone who is obsessed with so many different kinds of activism when it comes to the environment, comes to healing our bodies, comes to animal Mm -hmm. activism. And um, yeah, I'm just out here trying to make the world a better place, like one one day at a time as, as much as I can in this crazy world that we live in. So you just saying that makes me like connect with you right now as we're like looking at each other just on a completely different chord right our auras just like connecting on a deeper level like environment activism and doing that you know being a toxic free lifestyle advisor you feeding people with that activism right feeding them with Mm -hmm. like the right path right the right source it's not about forcing people but it's about educating them and opening them their eyes about nutrition and then also like the ecosystem of the body as you mentioned before you know how it's helping you thus in helping the environment in a whole, right? Yeah, totally. There's an activist I love. His name is James Asprey. Asprey? Yeah, it's Asprey. And uh, he says it's so important to not blame and shame people, but to inform and explain. And that was a quote that I heard like really early on in my vegan journey because I feel like when you go vegan, you like automatically kind of become like an angry vegan at first because you kind of just wake up to everything that's going on. I was a butcher. I come from a line of butchers. So I would just became like really angry when I became vegan. And James Asprey was someone who really like kind of helped me on that transition, just listening to his talks and just listening to the way he would like communicate with people and be in debate with people. And it's really like this idea of informing and explaining and realizing that like, everyone's on like their own timeline. So like if someone came to me with like a bunch of vegan rhetoric when I was like cooking in restaurants in San Francisco and like butchering half lambs and like doing all the things that I was doing, I wouldn't have been like ready to receive that information. And so the same thing goes with anyone when we're talking about anything, whether it's like toxic free living or environmentalism or animal activism or even just like eating less dairy, like something really simple, you have to be able to make sure that like when you're talking to someone, and I think like the most, the best example of this is like, maybe you're trying to get your parents to eat healthier. Cause I, a lot of people talk to me about that. Like, Oh, I really just want my parents to eat healthier. You really just have to like meet them where they're at and it explain things to them in like the calmest, nicest, non-aggressive way possible. And you're going to get like a lot more from that than being like, angry and kind of like using that sense of activism and I mean anger is like really necessary sometimes especially in the state of the world that we're in right now like it's hard not to be angry about a lot of things but it's not really going to get us anywhere at the end of the day oh my gosh so beautifully said and you know we kind of really go back into when you when you talk about like the words that we use you know how we express ourselves how we express our emotions you know our energy and motion it is all about energy transmission. And I think yeah. that's super important to show. Like, it's not about perceiving people to live a certain way or not live a certain way or eat this, not that, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's really about the words that we use, you know? And the energy that we use, you know? Bringing it down a level, you know? Kindness, because we are trying to make a kinder world, right? A more yeah, humane totally. world. But I want to kind of like jump into further, like, Obviously, you're food obsessed. You're like obsessed with the knowledge behind it. But like Mm -hmm. really like what's your why? Like what is your why to all your preparation, all the love that you put into every dish that you do? Like what is that why? 
Man, I have so many whys <laughs> at this point. I mean, so it started really young. Like, I think when it comes to the love and the food, like, I always think of my grandma. She's Polish, a Polish immigrant. And her pierogies were, like, I'm Polish. So, like, we're just, like, top notch. Like, the pierogies from my grandma or any Polish grandmother are, like, just next level, you know? So I really think about, like, that level of energy and food. I was talking about this on my social platforms the other day. Like, there's that energy that you get and the food, like the way that it tastes, the way that it makes you feel versus getting it from like your grandmother versus getting it from like a disgruntled line cook. Like mm-hmm. it's, if it's the same recipe, the same food from the same farm, it's going to taste different depending on who makes it and what kind of energy you put into that food. So like, that's one why that I have is to always be like really intentional and centered, especially when I'm cooking or talking about food, because it's all just like energy transfer. And then for me, you know, like I went to culinary school right out the bat, like right out of high school. Like I went to the Cordon Bleu in San Francisco. I was just like really sure that I wanted to be a chef. And at the same time, I was also struggling with chronic pain and endometriosis from the time I was 11 years old. So I was working in like a really intense industry, working like 16 hour days, you know, culinary school is like nine hours. And then I would have to go to my job and like just really struggling to make ends meet, especially when I was young like that. And um, I was also going through chronic pain. So I was, you know, taking painkillers and like living a really aggressive party lifestyle, like barely sleeping because I just like never felt at home in my body. Mm. And that kind of just like escalated like post-culinary school, living in San Francisco, partying a lot, being in Burning Man culture, like private chefing, traveling with people like CEOs, professional athletes. Like it was just like a crazy time. I think about it. I'm like, how did I have so much just like energy to do all that? And I think it was because... A, you're young, you know, living your best life. And B, I was in pain. So I was just doing like literally whatever I could to distract myself and just be somewhere else, right? So I would just work work so much, stress so much, and then I would like drink and do all that stuff. So I really burnt myself out and really like identified as someone who had chronic pain. Like it was just part of who I was. And I never really understood like the, the connection of, my lifestyle and also the food that I was eating with the pain that I was experiencing because no one ever expressed that to me. Like I have seen hundreds of specialists for, I'm going to air quote specialists because I feel like no one's really a specialist for endometriosis. Like there's a couple out there now, but back then there was like no one who really understood it. Right. And it just felt like you know, I was seeing all these people and no one ever talked to me about any of this stuff. They would just recommend more pills and more painkillers and more surgeries and different birth controls. And it was just different hormone replacements. Oh, let's just put you in early menopause. Oh, let's just like give you a hysterectomy. And it just all felt like not real options, not real answers. And so eventually I just went back to school. Well, okay. So my turning point was had a doctor that was like, I don't think this is endometriosis. I think that you have a spine problem. Let's fuse your spine. And there's like a 75% chance that you're never going to walk again. And I was like 24 at this time. And I looked him dead in the eyes and I was like, you're fucking, can I cuss on this podcast? Is that cool? Just being honest. You're just being honest. Go for it. (laughs) But I was like, you're fucking kidding me. Like you're telling me that like I could end up in a wheelchair and that's it like that this is all and he's like yeah like let's schedule the surgery like he didn't even like blink like he didn't even blink and in that moment I was like this is unacceptable there has to be and I just knew like my intuition was like talking to me she's Mm. like "Mm -mm, there's another way so I went back to school for nutrition I just obsessively started studying food and I became really really obsessed with the amount of chemicals 
before I even like thought about going plant-based, it was really like what triggered me was the amount of chemicals that were in our food and the way that meat is raised. And then the, the amount of pharmaceuticals, like 60% of pharmaceuticals in total go to livestock. And that was crazy to me because I was like, wow, we're consuming all of these chemicals all the time, like in everything that we do, in the water that we're drinking, in the soaps that we're washing our bodies with and the meat that we're drinking like it's just so many chemicals all the time and I was just like this has to be core like this has to be connected like there's no way that you know and the, the problem is is there's not a lot of studies right there's not a lot of studies so if you talk to experts or doctors about this they'll some people will just shut it down and be like nope this isn't studies there's nothing that's gonna say that you know like for instance, right now on TikTok, there's this thing going around about this thick brand of tampons that has titanium dioxide in it. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've seen this. Oh yeah. Heard that. Yes. And so it's really interesting because there's this interesting debate going on about it. I did this huge video about it yesterday and it really started to pop off, but there's this interesting debate because titanium dioxide has not been studied in regards to women's health. So because there's no actual real studies behind it, doctors and people in the medical field because that's how they operate they're like we want to see the studies we want to see the science but because there's no studies they're like well there's no studies we can't really say that this is a good or a bad thing it's just kind of like it's we're neutral on the thing you know when you really think about it it's like well then why do we have all these cysts why are so many women experiencing miscarriages at like the higher rate than ever before you're like why is this going on and this is a brand of organic cotton tampons air quotes that are just yeah huh yeah air air, air quotes literal it says 100 organic cotton and then on the back it says bleached with titanium dioxide like Mm -hmm. why like what is the point of this so you know, it's really interesting when you start to think about all the chemicals that are in everything and how it's affecting everything that we're doing. So I basically became obsessed with that and realized that I was being played. Mm, <laughs> I just mm. realized, you know, I was just being played. I was like, wow, I am filling my body with more chemicals. I was on birth control for 16 years and I didn't have one doctor bat an eye at me. 16 years. I had depressive thoughts, suicidal mm-hmm. thoughts, extreme weight gain, extreme weight loss, like the craziest things. Like I remember being a teenager and my dad thinking I was a literal psychopath and feeling like a psychopath, but I was on Yaz at 16, which is like the <laughs> highest dose birth control and no one batted an eye, you know? So that's really my biggest why, because I'm just like, I'm not the only one. Like no. 80%... <laughs> Of what people who experience periods have excruciatingly painful periods at some point in their lifetime and no one knows why like no one knows why there's no studies it's just like this is just what it is and it's like it's obvious it's right in front of us this is why you know yes. for instance like um during the pandemic i talked to so many people especially at the beginning of the pandemic when there was you know we're all lysoling everything bleaching everything hand sanitizing everything me personally my periods got really bad there for a while because i was like exposed to all of these chemicals you know it's like this kind of up and down peaks and valleys with it. And I talked to so many other people who were like, yeah, like my symptoms are crazy right now. Maybe it's the stress of the pandemic or everything that's going on. And in my mind, I'm like, no, it's because there's literally bleach everywhere. Like it's in the air, it's in everything we're doing. So yeah, I just went on a really long tangent there, but Mm -mm. I welcome it. 
I welcome it. Like, seriously, you spoke on behalf of me and everything I did. Did you see me, like, wiggling here? I'm, like, getting hot and sweaty. I'm, like, nothing irks my pickle than people's negligence. And saying, like, oh, it's normal. Mm -hmm. F, no, it's not normal. Like, Mm -hmm. what is normal is living at peace, you know? Yeah. And I have to be – I mean, I strictly – I'm very crazy and I practice what I preach a lot. But, like, with the food and nutrition – You know, my mom was a functional nutritionist, so I grew Mm -hmm. up with, like, way too much knowledge. And, you know, when we talk about chemicals, I really want to focus on the chemicals, right? You know, titanium dioxide, yes, in tampons. So women putting bleach up your vagina, think about what that is doing to your pH level, to your fertility Mm -hmm all the things you're killing things right Mm -hmm. it's also condoms you use guys think about that um Mm -hmm. titanium dioxide skittles you heard that whole thing it's in skittles all these things yes all these things in the united states of america right i am i'm just gonna say this that are allowed in here that are banned in europe banned Mm -hmm. they can't use them think about that there's 40,000 chemicals that are used in the united states in hair care makeup food cleaning products sanitary products that are banned in europe 40,000 different kinds of chemicals because there's no regulation on these chemicals and you really have to think about the industries right because the united states is just one big corporation so you think about the facts and this was just like such i I hope people saw this as an aha moment the way that i did but when bayer bought monsanto for like what was it like an absurd amount of money like hundreds of billions of dollars it was like oh my god they all own each other because bayer is the biggest pharmaceutical company which bought the biggest chemical producing company so monsanto is the creator of roundup And they also own a ton of like every single GMO seed that's ever been created. And they own a lot of other seeds now as well that they've pretty much stolen from farmers, but that's a whole nother podcast. But, you know, when you have the biggest pharmaceutical company, the biggest food producing company and the biggest chemical producing company, all the same conglomerate, it becomes it becomes a monopoly. It becomes the fact that like, okay, we're benefiting off the fact that like we're feeding all of these animals, all these pharmaceuticals, and are giving spraying their crops with all these chemicals, and are giving all these chemicals to people, you know, people in their products and stuff. So it's like, it's not really, I think the biggest thing that people should take away is that like, no one is looking out for you. No, (laughs) God, no, you're your own best advocate, right? No one is looking out for you. Yeah. And like, you know, even on TikTok, on this whole conversation about the titanium dioxide, it's like people are shocked. Like they're they're like, but it says organic. And it's like, no, it doesn't matter. It's like, for instance, when you go and see something that says grass-fed meat, like it doesn't mean shit. Like, okay, maybe they were fed some grass while they were in factory farms, but they're still in factory farms eating grass. Like it doesn't matter. Like it's this idea that like, oh, it says 100% natural. Oh, it says organic. Like you have to read the fine print to really know what's going on inside. You know, sourcing. Sourcing mm-hmm. is key to everything. And you know what? Everyone is in such a like a rush in life. And they're like, hurry, mm-hmm. fast. We don't have this. We don't have that. Slow down. Create a list of what your priorities are in life, right? 
create a list of that, you know, family members. We see children that are like depressed, suicidal, young women, you know, that have anxiety, depression, like mm-hmm. uh, p- very, as you mentioned, very painful periods. Yet we're not setting up the leadership for a good role model in that path to later in life because it starts right. at a very young age, right? So sourcing is key is what you said. I'm a girl from the Midwest. And when you talk about farming, my sister, my sister's family, they actually live on a farm not too far, about a couple miles away from the Tyson plants, right? Oh yeah, baby, eat beef, right? (laughs) National Beef Corporation. If you guys, if all y'all took a drive down there saw the site, saw Mm -hmm. the methane actually coming up from the field, saw how these cows were treated. I'm getting like really, like really hot here, but Mm -hmm. also like the smell, you'll never eat anything like that ever again. I guarantee you. Totally. Yeah. It's crazy. It's so interesting that you say that because I grew up in Colorado, like surrounded Mm -hmm. by cornfields and I grew up like watching them spray can like spray the cornfields and yeah. I'd always be like what are they spraying the cornfields with and my mom's like I don't know I think like pesticides or whatever and it's so interesting because like I have had endometriosis since I was 11 you can't tell me that these pesticides that are getting sprayed all around my house are where like why I don't have this or why all my dogs have died of cancer at a super young age Alzheimer's. growing up yeah it's all it's all connected you know and it's true about the whole farming of meat thing there was this like I think it was a Tyson plant too it was like a Tyson chicken plant like at a mile from my parents house and oh you're right that smell is like something you'll literally never forget but it's kind of like out of sight out of mind like you go to the grocery store you see something in a pretty package it has a label on it of this cow that's like in a corn in a field looking all happy and it's just like so deceptive it's like Oh man, but it's tough. You know, like I, like I said, I used to be a butcher. I used to not know about any of this shit. I was like, you know, as a chef, you're like, how can I get this cheap? How can I get this fast? Like, you know, you don't think about stuff like that. It's funny to me that I paid a hundred thousand dollars for a degree and learned under some of the best chefs to really not know about food at all. You know, Mm -hmm. like I know how to cook food and the chemistry of cooking food and all that stuff, but like, I didn't really get it at all. And when my eyes finally opened to like really what was going on, I was just like, wow, like I'm so connected to all of this and this is my life. I live and breathe food and this makes sense for me to change. But what about to everyone else? Like, no, this doesn't make sense for people. People can barely find time to like grab a quick something on the go or barely, you know, we're not really taught about, especially these days, the importance of what we're eating or why we're eating or like why you shouldn't spray your whole house with Febreze or whatever, you know, like these are just common things that are used and consumed every single day. And I don't blame the consumer because we're just being pushed all of these advertisements all the time. We're constantly being lied to. It's like, I don't know. It's like, when is it ever going to stop? You know, like, when is it ever going to get to a point where things actually do change? Um, well, (laughs) the first step is going back to where do you want to spend your dollar? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you want to spend it on your health or, you know, the bandaid of your healthcare when you're in chronic pain and when you are, you know, really struggling, you know, it's called educating yourself, going back to the priorities. 
If you have time to scroll on social media, you have time to like look up what an ingredient means on a label, right? Don't just yeah. glaze over those like trillion lettered words. Like if you want to know what it means, look it up. If you want to know what's in your water, look it up. Super easy. Look up your zip code on ewg.com or .org. You know, yeah. these things are easy, but we're turning a blind eye and we really got on a bandwagon here. And this is, I mean, I love this because you're like <laughs> such a wealth of information. I love your fire. But like, if you're turning a blind eye on all of these things, if you're turning a blind eye on the information of it, you're turning a blind eye on our next generation, right? Mm-hmm. We're setting up the world for failure if we don't like start thinking and not even start thinking, but just leading with our hearts, right? Yeah. And it is hard to like, I do have a lot of compassion for people because it's super hard to change. It's super hard to be the only person in your family trying to do something different or really like if you live in somewhere where like your only place to shop is Walmart, there's not a lot of options of like clean things to buy. I mean, of course, now I honestly really think that that is an excuse because there's the internet, there's two day shipping. Like there's, if you live in the United States, there's a lot of ways that you can get things. But I do have a lot of compassion for people because it is really hard to change. It's really hard to go against the grain. It's really hard to kind of face people in your life. But I also want to say, too, as much as I love to, like, put pressure on people to change individually, what we really need to be doing is putting pressure on corporations. One really good way to do that is by changing individually. But it's also by, like, you know, what you talk about online, like who you elect, what you spend your money on, like you know, what you talk about to your friends and family, like change the conversation. So it has a little bit more, you know, so you're not talking about like celebrity pop culture, you're talking about things that matter, like creating change and people will push back. But I think it is really important to have compassion for yourself as you're changing and not expect for perfectionism, because it's literally impossible in this world that we live in. But also just know that like, we have to work together to pressure these corporations, because until we do like, none of this shit is really ever going to change. We have to work together. We have to be open to education, right? Mm -hmm. To learning. We are learning beings. We're meant to be here to learn on this earth. I think that's the point of life, right? To learn, yeah, (laughs) right? To knowledge ourselves. But I kind of want to jump into like right now, like obviously you have all these passions, but they all wrap into one and you're Mm -hmm. nurturing in your, well, let me ask you, what's your sign? Do you know your, your sun sign? Yeah, I'm an Aquarius, Gemini, Gemini. Oh, that's right. We talked about this. I think we talked about this. Double, double. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You are very, you're very airy. You're very airy, but I love it. You know? Yeah. So you are a nurturer with that being said, you are a nurturer and you, you are a step in advocating that too, which I love so much. So I kind of want to jump into, because we did talk, and on your website, you have a lot of information about the period liberation protocol. And I was mm. t- telling about like women, you really need to engage in this and listen to this, but men as well. I mean, men can support you know, their daughters. They can support yes. their women in their lives, their ladies, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We need their support just as much. Um, guys, hate to break it to you, but we still live in a big patriarchal society. So we can stand taller and be advocates for ourselves, but we also need that support. So tell us about your period liberation protocol. Yeah. So essentially the protocol was something that I created after 
just this whole journey that I had with endometriosis. And also I have a podcast too. So because of my podcast, I've been able to connect with some of the world's like top leading doctors and actually like changing the face of medicine and nutrition. Mm -hmm. And I've just like been so inspired by them. And the fact that like, I've really been able to completely manage my endometriosis in a way that literally everyone said was completely impossible. But I just knew that, you know, we have a lot of different outcomes for the chemicals and the food, right? There's PCOS, there's infertility, there's adenomosis, there's fibroids, there's PMDD, there's endometriosis. But I really think it stems from a lot of the same things. And I think that there's a lot of synchronicities in our lifestyles that lead to these different health things that we're all going through. And so the protocol is essentially like a step-by-step guide to learn your body, manage your symptoms, learn how to talk to your doctor. I have resources for functional blood testing. It's a guide to learn how to eat for your cycle, right? What to eat when, like there's full, like a full meal guide on there that changes seasonally. And it's also a guide to non-toxic living and how to change your home ecosystem so that it's supportive in being a healing place for your body because you can't, you can't control what happens once you step outside your door, but you can control everything that happens inside your home for Mm -hmm. the most part. And so it's essentially a step-by-step guide to just manage all of that and to actually start to heal the hard way. Cause I say the hard way because it's always easier to take a birth control pill or to just like do just like that easy, quick thing that usually is doctor doctor recommended, but it is harder to change your whole lifestyle, to change your mindset and all of that. So that's essentially what the protocol is. I released it three weeks ago. I'm so excited about it. It's just like a total shift in perspective for me personally, because, you know, talking about our periods is something that I kind of like shied away from for a little bit. I wrote a cookbook last year. It became a bestseller. It was like this crazy experience. And after the cookbook, I was like, what am I going to do next? You know? And it took me a couple months to really realize that, you know, women and people with periods need help. Like I get thousands of comments and DMs every single week from people who are suffering, who have the most barbaric stories, people who can't get a diagnosis for 10 years, people who are terrified to ask their doctor to go off birth control, people who have had blood clots from birth control, like just the craziest, you know, I have just the craziest stories and I have so much information based on what I've done with myself and my clients that I was like, you know what, I'm going to make this a thing and I'm going to make this a protocol. And what I also realized is it was like, Two weeks before I launched the protocol was when Roe v. Wade got overturned. And what I was seeing a lot online was just like women just being like, dude, I'm fucking exhausted. Like, I'm just tired. I'm sick. I'm sick from like all of this stuff that I've been going through. I've had miscarriages. I've done this. I've done that. And just like all these women who are exhausted and they're like, I can't keep fighting. Like, I'm just tired. And I had this moment where I was like, In order for us to make the change that we want in the world, we first have to like feel better, (laughs) you know, like it sounds so trivial and so simple, but like we first have to heal. We first have to learn how to change and heal our bodies and heal our menstrual cycle. And I love Chinese medicine because Chinese medicine looks at the menstrual cycle as the center of your health, the center of your being, the center of how you're doing. So that's what we really focus on in the protocol. Because maybe 
you have endometriosis, but you also have IBS, or maybe you have painful periods and you also have an autoimmune disease. And so if we can really focus on like why you're having IBS or why you're having endometriosis or all this stuff, you can really focus on the rest of everything else. Oh my gosh. So beautifully said. I can't wait to jump into more. I could talk to you literally forever and ever and ever. And I, I will have you back on the show. Like you, if you ever need to like have a rant, like, here we go. Just being honest. I need to go again. Let's go again. You're welcome back anytime. I need more of you in my life. I'm just up the coast from you. So take a little drive up to see me. We'll hang out for sure. Um, it is. I mean, like I, I probably will have to have you on for a part two because I know you're always coming out for more with more and more, but as we wrap up, where can everyone find you? Yeah, so I'm on all social media platforms. Um, TikTok and Instagram is at chef underscore bay. And I also have a free training. So if you want to learn more about the protocol, more about what I do, I have a training called Cycle Thinking for Cycle Healing. And it's the first thing you'll see on my website, which is www.chefbay.kitchen. Totally free to sign up. We teach it a couple times a day. Um, So yeah, come get the training with us and let us know if it's something that you're into. Um, But either way, yeah, I'm all over social media all I the love time. It. You're you're such a bright light. I love it. And guys, just to remind you, it's chefbay.kitchen and bay is B A I. All right? Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much and I just I can't wait to like talk to you more and more and more. I feel like I'm going to be like thinking of all these things and texting you in the middle of the night. So, I won't. I'll Yeah, totally. Back. Yeah, let me know. Let's do a part 2. I'm down. All right, for sure. All right, guys. Wow. Like literally, I feel like I just burned a thousand calories, just like sweating up a storm from like getting so like hot and heavy from that conversation. This is why we do what we do to spread the knowledge out there for you. We're not here to scare you, but we're here to kind of like rev your engines just a little bit more. So I hope you certainly pass this episode on to a friend or a family member or someone random that you meet on the street, because guess what? Your voice matters just as much as our voices do. So like, let's do this. Let's rock this. Let's make a change. All right. Until next time, guys, I'll see you over on social media as well. And my Instagram at just being honest KB until next time. It's been an honor. It has been an absolute pleasure. Kiss, kiss, hug, hug, peace, love. Ciao. I feel like no matter what the season is, there's always a virus, a cold, a flu, a sniffle, maybe some sinus congestion floating about. So I've really done the research to find out what products, what remedies are going to work not only the best for me, going to help the environment, um, but then also are really help for my whole microbiome as a whole. So I have found it. I am currently using and loving Wish Garden Herbs. So if you're looking for ancient remedies for the modern world, well, here you have it. This is a woman-owned and family-run company since 1979. Just a little bit about the company. Wish Garden Herbs is the fastest fastest growing liquid herbal extract brand in the U.S. They specialize in formulating radically effective herbal tinctures made from organic, sustainably sourced plants. Oh yeah, baby. So Wish Garden is from Boulder, Colorado, and you know I love a Midwestern brand. It is a facility that they personally make each herbal formula's 
the old-fashioned way by extracting whole herbs with water and alcohol. So Wish Garden offers over 100 all-natural herbal formulas across from, you know, adults, kids, pregnancy needs, all the things. So you know you will be in good hands. And among their best-selling proprietary blends are the Kick-Ass Immune Activator, the Kick-Ass Allergy, the After-Ease, the Happy Ducks, the Serious Cough, the Deep Stress, and the Deep Lung, which baby, you better believe during quarantine and COVID time, I utilized the Deep Lung just as a preventative medicine. So their symptom soothing formulas offer in the moment results targeting such conditions such as immunity, allergy, sleep, stress, brain, respiratory, digestion, lactation, postpartum needs, and so much more. Wish Garden is the 15th best-selling supplement brand overall according to Spins, which is a reporting service covering natural products and the retailers like Whole Foods, Sprouts, Natural Grocers, Earth Fair, Fresh Time, and so many others. So, their allergy and al- immune products are ranked sis- sixth, but I know that they will be number one in your medicine cabinets. So, pick up some Wish Garden Herbs today. Head on over to wishgardenherbs.com. Use my exclusive code, HONESTKB, to get 20% off orders of $25 or more. Guys, that offer is not out anywhere else. So you want to go type in honest KB to get 20% off orders of $25 or more. So set up your medicine cabinet for good and trust me, your immunities will thank you. Thank you.